This is Exposing Washington with Walker Wildman, bringing clarity to Washington, D.C. news. We see corruption at every level in Washington. Exposing the deception plaguing our nation's capital. Not only what he told every Republican senator, but what he told the press over and over and over again was a simple lie and helping Christians stay informed about government. This puts a bigger burden on voters to go figure out what's actually going on. This is Exposing Washington with Walker Wildman on American Family Radio. How President Trump can and should fire special counsel investigator Robert Mueller That's what we'll be discussing on the show today. Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to the American Family Radio Network. It is a Saturday afternoon here, uh, June 12th, uh, 2.30 p.m. Central is what time the show airs. So uh, if you're listening any other time, you're either on the East Coast, West Coast, somewhere in between, and not in the Central Time Zone, but it's good to be with you on the show today. And a couple ways to keep up with the show. First off, you can visit our website, AFR.net. You can download the podcast there, listen live anytime you would like. You can also follow me on Twitter, at Walker Wildman on Twitter, at Walker Wildman on Twitter. And if you want to email the show, share your thoughts, exposingwashington at AFR.net, exposingwashington at AFR.net. Today... I've been on this subject before, a couple times before, and I'm going to stay on it because I think it's important. But today I'm going to walk us through how the president can and should fire Robert Mueller. In weeks past, months past, I've recommended and I've said the president needs to fire Robert Mueller. And I've reiterated that over and over again. But I've never really gone into the specifics on how it should occur. So today I'm going to do that. And just maybe, just maybe, President Trump will be listening, and maybe he'll take my advice. I sure hope so. You know, that, that's a long shot. That would be a miracle, but, uh, but hey, miracles happen. But we need President Trump to, to get control of this investigation and end it because it's a completely unjustified investigation. But before we move on to that subject, I want to mention a few headlines from this past week. And and make a few comments on them before we jump in to the uh, the main topic for the show. The first thing is, and many of you 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 must have seen this news, and that is that President Trump brought home three American hostages slash prisoners from North Korea in the wee hours of of the morning on June tenth. Secretary of State, newly sworn in Secretary of State Mike Pompeo, flew home May 10th. I apologize. Thanks, Brent, my producer. Uh, I keep thinking we're in June. It's because my wife and I are renovating our house, and it will be done in June. <laughs> so that's why I said June. Sorry. May uh, May 10th. I just had a Nancy Pelosi moment there. But anyways, so on May 10th, in the wee hours of the morning, Secretary of State Mike Pompeo flew these prisoners home from North Korea. And and some dispute whether you should say prisoners or not. The simple thing is they were prisoners in North Korea. But they were I would say they were unjustly prisoned, imprisoned. 
So their, their imprisonment was very unjustified and without cause. But nonetheless, President Trump and Secretary of State Pompeo brought these, uh, these Americans home, and that is a, a something we should all celebrate as Americans. But S- Senator Chuck Schumer had some uh, not-so-nice things to say about this, surprisingly. And in essence, his comment was, that we should just we should we should not be celebrating the return of these Americans. This should be expected, and if President Trump continues in this behavior, it's going to show weakness to the world. Now I have no idea what he's talking about when he says President Trump. If he continues this, I don't know what he's talking about. President Trump is being a leader. He's been tough on North Korea his entire presidency, and he's being a leader. So I don't know what Chuck Schumer and the Democrats are squalling about. I just know that three Americans came home and we didn't have to pay any ransom payment. Unlike the Obama administration paying hundreds of millions of dollars to the Muslims out in Iran to get our, our American uh, Americans back. So kudos to President Trump for demanding the Americans release from North Korea and getting them released. The other subject that I want to touch on just for a few minutes here is Gina Haspel this week uh, participated in hearings in the Senate, in the U.S. Senate, to lead the CIA, the Central Intelligence Agency. She's running to be the next CIA director to replace Mike Pompeo, who is now the Secretary of State. And, And just a disclaimer here, some say some conservatives, well respected, say that Miss Haspel is too cozy with the Obama people, you know, James Clapper, John Brennan, all them, that she's too cozy with all the Obama people, you know, and that should disqualify her. I don't disagree with that, but I just don't know, don't see enough evidence that she's somehow way too political, you know, or too ideologically to the left to not be the CIA director. Uh, Maybe I haven't studied enough. I don't know. So I'm not here. I'm not endorsing Miss Haspel. I don't know enough about her to to recommend her or not recommend her. Um, from what I read, uh, I kind of like her, and here's one of the main reasons. Uh, Ms. Haspel, uh, during this hearing in the Senate, was asked a tough question by Senator Warner, and I'm going to play this. This is clip one. Gina Haspel was asked this tough question basically about what will you do if the president gives you an immoral order? Let's listen. On a going forward basis... If this president asks you to do something that you find morally objectionable, even if there is an OLC opinion, what will you do? Will you carry that out, that option, that order or not? I mean, we're entrusting you in a very different position if you're confirmed. I just need to know what your response to that would be. Senator, my moral compass is strong. I would not allow CIA to undertake activity that I thought was immoral even if it was technically legal, um, I would absolutely uh, not permit it. So you would not follow the order if you felt it was? No. Um, I believe that CIA must undertake activities that uh, are consistent with American values. Wow. I don't know if you caught that. I hope you caught that. But in essence, the lady who is, is running to be the next CIA director, just said in an open session in the U.S. Senate 
that she would ignore a lawful directive from the President of the United States. I've never heard that before in my life, where a nominee to head an executive branch department says, yeah, yeah, I'll ignore the president. Even if he gives me a lawful order, sure, I'll ignore him. I mean, who says that? And I hope that's not a glimpse into her thinking. Uh, my, 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 uh, my, my positive side wants to think that she just totally whiffed at that. And maybe that's not how she thinks. But that was a, the total wrong answer. And what the Democrats are trying to get her on here is the history of waterboarding and whether that's ethical, moral, blah, 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 blah. And I've said on the show before, not too long ago, that I think waterboarding is acceptable. I do not think waterboarding is immoral. And I do not think it's illegal. It is technically illegal now, but when we were doing it in the early 2000s when we had jihadis flying planes into our skyscrapers in New York City, it was legal at the time. And I honestly wish it was still legal. And some of you might disagree with me on this. I had a military veteran email into the show and say that he completely disagrees with me. You know, we should not be, be, uh, be quote, torturing prisoners of war. That's what other countries do. We're not like them. We're higher. We're better. And there's a part of that I agree with. But the main point that I, that I, where, 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 where I stand here is that I do not believe waterboarding is torture. Legally, if you read all the legal language on, on what torture is, it's, it's significant, significant bodily harm such as shutting down organs or other vital systems in your body. So waterboarding is pouring water over somebody's face. Now, don't get me wrong, it's pretty, it's pretty rough. But, but you're not pulling fingers off, okay? So, uh, in, in my opinion, look, let me just put it this way. If, if, I'm, if I'm a CIA operator, and I know that this terrorist has information on a dirty bomb that's going to go off in New York City next week. And it's going to kill hundreds of thousands, maybe millions of people. And you ask me, will you waterboard him or not to get the information that's going to save American lives? I will waterboard all day long if I think that it's going to save innocent American lives. So that, that, that's, that's the, ba- the simplest the simplest analogy uh, or metaphor that uh, that I can bring there. So, you know, that's that. Anyways, Miss Haspel totally fumbled that question, and here's how she should have answered it. She should have said, Senator Warner, I will carry out each and every lawful order of the president, and if you view his lawful actions as immoral— then you, sir, should pass legislation preventing such action. Enough of this, you know, immoral this, immoral that. First off, these folks don't have any morals. These people in Washington who continue spending way too much money, money that our country doesn't have, they're sending money to Planned Parenthood who kills babies? 
And you want to act like you got morals? Are you kidding me? For first, let's stop sending money to baby killers, Planned Parenthood, and let's get our budget under control, and then we can talk about morals. Then we can talk about morals. Folks, thanks for tuning in to Exposing Washington. We'll be back after the break continuing this discussion. Since the day the American Family Association began asking you to sign a petition urging the cancellation of 13 Reasons Why, Netflix has made some changes. They've added disclaimers before episodes and even a link to a suicide prevention hotline number. This is progress, but it's not enough. If you have signed the petition, thank you. If you haven't, please do. Netflix continues to ignore our request for a meeting to discuss the dangers of their show and they're still going forward with the release of season two of this dangerous program. Too many teens have taken their own lives after watching 13 Reasons Why, a program which seems to suggest suicide as a viable option. Your signature and prayers could help convince Netflix to reconsider their social responsibility. Even one more teen suicide would be infinitely too many. Please read and sign the Netflix petition at afa.net. Hi, this is Steve Tiber with 8 Days of Hope. We've been all over the country helping disaster victims who lose everything. It's truly a blessing. I really don't have the words to express. And yet, they see a glimmer of hope when a volunteer shows up. Building the home, that's the second reason we're here. The number one reason is to share the gospel and, and give them hope. It's everything that's right in America. I mean, it really represents the, the best that we have to offer. That's one of the main reasons for doing it, is being able to be the hands and feet of Jesus and coming out and working with so many wonderful volunteers. I just feel like it's important in this day and age to teach a child uh, how to serve. Please go to our website, 8daysofhope.com, and click on Get Involved, submit your email address, and the next time we go anywhere with a disaster, we'll invite you to come along as well. I love coming in the job room because you can see these pieces of paper, they aren't just a piece of paper. Right. It's a family that's hurting, and it's a gospel opportunity. And I just thank God, you know, for this moment. I mean, I'll be back in my home, and I know it's going to be awesome. Come love others with 8 Days of Hope. Welcome back to Exposing Washington on American Family Radio. Welcome back to the show, Exposing Washington. This is your host, Walker Wildman. One, one uh, clarification on the waterboarding issue. I'm not recanting my statement, but I want to say when I'm talking about this, I'm talking about it in the context of fighting you know, Islamic terrorism, etc., I'm not talking about I'm not talking about waterboarding somebody who stole a Coke from uh, from the store down the street in Chicago. I'm talking about waterboarding foreign terrorists who are non-U.S. citizens, basically enemy combatants. So want to clarify that for you think I'm going to going to go out and recommend waterboarding uh, the fellow who steals a candy bar um, down the street here. Um, but moving on to the. Uh, uh, to the Russia investigation, which was I was I was supposed to get to that in the first segment, but y'all know I'm very long-winded. I get worked up, so I totally missed that opportunity to get back on track. 
Nonetheless, the last segment here, we're going to talk about Russia investigation and how I think President Trump should fire Robert Mueller. Well, uh, uh, the the pressure's been kind of mounting on Robert Mueller and his whole team of Democratic uh, lawyers. And the reason I say Democratic lawyers is because I believe, if I'm not mistaken, all 13, some odd 13 lawyers that work for Robert Mueller and the special counsel, they're all registered Democrats. Half of them have given to Hillary Clinton or Barack Obama in the last few years. So... The, these guys are not nonpartisans, and you can't you can't tell me that you couldn't find uh, an FBI agent or a lawyer who hasn't donated to a political campaign, especially one recently. No, instead they find the most partisan lawyers they can to go after President Trump. But as I mentioned, the pressure has been mounting for the Department of Justice to produce what's called the Scope Memo. And what the scope memo, in essence, is, it's kind of like a mission statement to, to simplify this. It's, it's the memo or the paper which outlines what Robert Mueller, the special counsel, what their goal is. What are, they, what are you going after? What are you looking for? When is this going to end? That's what the scope memo is. Well, the Department of Justice has been keeping a tight lid on the scope memo. No one knows what's in it, at least no one in the public. And even a federal judge in Virginia last week demanded this memo from Mueller's attorneys because he wants to know, do y'all even have the authority to be charging people on all these random financial crimes? What authority do you have? So nonetheless, we'll see where that goes. Hopefully that memo will come out. At least when I say come out, at least come out, let lawmakers see it, someone who's authorized to see it. But no, the Department of Justice under Attorney General Jeff Sessions, man, they got a tight lid on this stuff, which makes me think they got something to hide. I'm going to go ahead and play clip three here. This is Vice President Mike Pence, and he's giving his basically opinion on Robert Mueller and this investigation. And this is really the first time that he's spoken up, at least to this extent. Let's listen. Bob Mueller, you knew him. He must have briefed you when you were a member of Congress. He's a Marine. He's a lifelong Republican. Do you think he can be trusted? Do you think he's a bad guy? You know, our administration has been fully cooperating with the special counsel. Do you and, think his investigation is a hoax? And will continue to. What, what I think is that uh, it's been uh, about a year since this investigation began. Uh, our administration has provided over a million documents. We've fully cooperated in it. And in the interest of the country, I think it's time to wrap it up. And, and I would very respectfully encourage the special counsel and his team to, to, to bring their work to completion. Uh, well, that was uh, MSNBC. Uh, uh, Andrea Mitchell, thanks, Brent. Uh, a ho- basically, uh, I was a host on NBC, on MSNBC, who was interviewing Mike Pence in an airport hangar, I believe, at Andrews Air Force Base. And she's talking about various subjects, you know, you know, North Korea, et cetera. And then she asked him about Robert Mueller. And, and Vice President Pence has really kind of stayed out of this. I mean, he really hasn't been an outspoken critic of the special counsel, <laughs> even though his uh, boss or his uh, president, President Trump, has been very critical of Robert Mueller. 
So as I mentioned before the clip, this is the first time that Pence has really gone this far to say, you know, Robert Mueller needs to wrap it up. And I completely agree. And I, and I think this is a, a this is the starting, if I could say, of a of an event coming up. I don't know what it's going to be, but I just think, you know, if, if if Mike Pence, the vice president, is starting to get involved here and speak out against Robert Mueller, something's going to give. Something's going to give because he uh, otherwise there's no reason for him to somehow all of a sudden insert himself into this. So I think I think there's something coming up. And, and, and I guess that's what I'm about to get to now. Now, the White House has said that May 17th, by May 17th, the White House will respond to the Mueller team on whether the president will sit down with the special counsel for an interview or not. And as I've said before, the president does not have to sit down with the special counsel. As a matter of fact, a subpoena by the special counsel is totally unlawful. Totally unlawful. Because the president must be impeached by Congress before he can begin uh, becoming victim to civil lawsuits. Because we can't have the president being sued by hundreds of people and having to give uh, testimony uh, you know, physical testimony in person every week. He wouldn't be able to get anything done. So that's why the president must be impeached by Congress before he is required to testify before any kind of grand jury or prosecutors, etc. But I want to recommend and I want to walk through how the president can and should fire Robert Mueller. To start off, and I'm going to take this step by step, to start off, the president should bring in into his office, into the Oval Office, Attorney General Jeff Sessions. There, there should not be any cell phones, any kind of devices. This must be done in a highly private setting with a limited number of people involved. I'm talking a handful of people involved at max. And what the president should do is ask Jeff Sessions, the Attorney General, Point blank, will you reinsert yourself into into Russia-related things and fire Robert Mueller? That's what he should ask him, point blank. And Jeff Sessions, the attorney general, has has two answers that he can give. To, To simplify it, he can say, yes, Mr. President, I will abide by your direction if that's what you would like me to do. Or he can say, no, sir, uh, I will not do that. And then uh, at which the president would probably fire Jeff Sessions. But then but then once if, if Jeff Sessions, the attorney general, would agree to this, here's how he should do it. While they're in the Oval Office, Jeff Sessions' attorneys and his lawyers and his assistants, whoever he has with him, should immediately begin uh, crafting a letter to fire both Rod Rosenstein, who's right underneath Jeff Sessions, and in the special counsel. The reason you have to do this all within one setting is because if you have a meeting about firing Robert Mueller and then you start letting people go out of the room, they're going to go talk to the media. They're going to get everybody riled up. George Soros is going to start paying his protesters to get the streets. They're going to burn They're going to burn car- buildings down. I mean, you, you, we've seen how this happens. The Antifa type. So this has to be done very secretive. 
And so once 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 Jeff Sessions fires Robert Mueller and fires Rod Rosenstein, the president should f- immediately f- hold a press conference. And he needs to hold a press conference at the White House, Jeff Sessions by his side, Vice President Pence by his side, and anybody else important, President Trump's lawyers by his side. And he needs to lay out the case to the American people that this whole investigation is completely unjustified, unwarranted, and, and illegal. Honestly, an investigation into nothing is illegal. And I believe if President Trump lays out that case to the American people, they will largely support him. Now, don't get me wrong. This is not like a this is this is a a highly this would be a highly politicized. You know, everybody would make a lot of noise about it. You know, they would threaten to impeach him. The Democrats, even some Republicans would criticize President Trump, probably most of them. But at the end of the day, you have to ask yourself, what what does President Trump have to lose by firing Robert Mueller? And the answer is he really doesn't have anything to lose. I mean, we already know the the lawmakers, Democrats and Republicans, some Republicans, they already hate President Trump. Congress isn't getting anything done. They're passing these hor- horrible spending bills. They're slow rolling all of his nominees to the judicial branch. The federal judges are striking President Trump down left and right. So, I mean, what does he have to lose? You know, some say, well, you know, it would really bruise his his relations with, with Republicans in Congress. You know, it would cause this riffraff, etc. There's already riffraff. They already don't like him. So he really doesn't have anything to lose. And, you know, we this would probably reveal the true colors of many Republicans on Capitol Hill. Basically, any Republican who's in favor of this investigation into no crime, well, they ought to be elected out of office. Because that, that, that reveals their true colors. They're Democrats. Democrats in Republican clothes. And so it's time to end this. And I think if President Trump, once again, if he does this, and he might do it. You know, I said earlier, May 17th, the White House said, we'll give, we'll give Mueller's team a response as to whether the president will sit down with him or not. I wouldn't be surprised if between now and May 17th in the next week or so, if President Trump fires Robert Mueller. And a whole other angle to this is that President Trump is getting ready to meet with uh, Kim Jong-un, the dictator in North Korea. They're planning to meet and hopefully come to some kind of agreement that North Korea will give up their nuclear weapons. Do you think President Trump wants this fake Russian investigation hanging over his head while he's handling, you know, world problems with North Korea? I don't think so. And so I think it would be great strategically, politically, and lawfully to get rid of the special counsel and even Rod Rosenstein in the Department of Justice as soon as possible, maybe next week. Anyways, folks, thanks for joining the show. We will talk to you next week, more of Exposing Washington, letting you know what's going on in your nation's capital with your tax dollars. We'll talk next week.
The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast do not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.